Hello and welcome to another Women's Rugby Pod. Coming at you from the desert out in Dubai where the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series is in leg two. Two legs from the desert and we have got Abby Brown, the GB captain and one of the true stars of the Women's 7 Circuit at the moment. Jazz Joyce coming up on the show later on for you. have got Nandi Butelezi with all the international news as well. And we're going to take a little quick look back at a historic day at Twickenham at the weekend, where the Barbarians played South Africa live on BBC One in front of a record crowd for a women's game. But there is only one place to start today. The sad news coming out of Scotland and the tragic passing of Siobhan Cattigan. It goes without saying that everybody here at the WRP's thoughts and love are with Siobhan's family, friends and teammates. As I say, it was a historic day at Twickenham last weekend. The Barbarians putting 60 points to South Africa's five, watched by 1.15 million people. And brilliant coverage on the BBC, all the bells and whistles. Wasn't it great to see women's rugby given that kind of precedence here in the UK? That game was shoved forward, wasn't it? Due to the men's game being cancelled due to COVID. And the women had to rush up to Twickenham and get their skates on nice and early. It was a superb occasion. Some brilliant, brilliant rugby. Final games for the likes of Kira Griffin, the Ireland captain, and for Katie Daly-McLean, MBE. Mohunt, of course, led the team out. Enough of me wibbling on about it. Let's get Mo on the pot. Natasha Mohan, welcome to the WRP, friend of the WRP, I think uh, firmly in that bracket. How are you? Have you sort of drifted down from, from cloud nine yet? Has, has, the, has the liver recovered from your barbarians week? Liver? No, I don't really drink, so we're all good there. Um, yeah, no, it's been amazing. Um, straight back into work Monday morning with a bang. Well, straight to work. Sunday, Sunday. yeah I went on to um, do some commentary on Sunday um so I was back to reality with an almighty bang but no it was it was an unreal week like honestly one of the best ever so super grateful for the opportunity yeah I bet how, how did you how did you get the call um where were you what were your other what were those uh, uh, initial thoughts because you know um you've been playing rugby a, a long time and um you know, it's not until the last three, four years that um, you know, the Barbarians just hasn't, hasn't been a possibility. Where were you? What, what were those initial reactions? Oh, just um, elated, really. Like, obviously, Stockers gives everyone the notorious call, um, says, like, would you like to be involved? But we'd had a bit of chat previously about the fact that I'd love to play at some point in my career. It would be awesome. And the fact she she was like, you'd be an awesome Barbarian. We'd love to get you involved in it. So we kind of had the, like, pre-chat. And then when the call actually came, it was just amazing. Like, yeah, just... You, you don't really know anything about it. You don't know who you're going in with. You don't know who's going to be playing or anything like that. So to actually be there, get there and know that like you've got quality coaches that you're going to be working with as well was pretty special. So the whole thing was just amazing, really. Unbelievable. Yeah, we had um, we had, I had five of them on last week. Um, Yappy and, uh, and Rachel Taylor, uh, Laura Russell, Les Cousson and, um, oh, I can't remember who else we had on now. Oh, Katie, of course. How can I forget Katie? Um, MBE. Um, and um, she, 
yeah, a couple of them were, were mentioning that um, you were front and centre when it came to the fun and the games and all the rest of it. Um, <laughs> is that fair to say? Um, yeah, probably. I think um, if you are a part of Gloucester Heartbreal, you know what that's about. You kind of know how we like to do our rugby and um, drinking culture. So, yeah, it was just it was one of those like it's a week that you're thrown together. It's a week that some people going in like are maybe a little bit more nervous than others that they don't know a lot of people. Obviously, language barriers with um, Morgan Perrinet, Momo and Lenny Corson. So it was one of those that like a few universal games like that I know through various different tours or whatever I was like oh this would be a really good one so just kind of tried to get everyone a little bit mashed together at the start um so yeah I think I got kind of that that name initially but I think everyone thought I was absolutely battered on the first day um like drunk because of how I was but I was like I just love like I love meeting new people I really enjoy people's company I enjoy like bringing people together that sort of thing so I was just like super high on life um just thought the whole thing was like a great experience so as much as they all thought that I was mashed, I was actually all right. I was just trying to get everyone together. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're a very effervescent character anyway. You're uh, impish-like. Um, so, yeah, I would have thought you'd fitted straight into the barbars very well. Come on, then, give us the details. What were the games that you played oh, the that races, tied everyone yeah. together? Have you ever been to the races? This was the first one. Horse races, dog races? Yes, yeah, so it's with a pack of cards that you've got the aces, that are the horses, and then you shuffle the pack and have them next to it. Um, sorry, so you have like a line of cards next to the, the horses and then the horses move up the line dependent on the ones that you turn. Like, so say it's a diamond that you turn, the diamonds move up one and it's whichever horse crosses this line the the, um, the first. And then there's a drinking element to it. You flip the top card and so-so. But yeah, so you bet on your horse and then basically you have to, the, whichever horse wins, they then get to nominate people. Um, if you're drinking some of the girls weren't drinking so yeah it was just it was just fun to have everyone involved and people like to be fair the girls like really brought into stuff like it and it was just super fun just trying to like bond everyone so and and who who was the liveliest who was who was up front and center with you because um, Jenny Murphy was probably up there no was, you surprised yeah. me she, she's good crack. she's really good crack and um, Lindsay Pete was giving me a little bit of heat on the first night as well which was which was super fun. Um, but yeah, so we had a bit of a bromance towards the end of the week, I'd say. Um, but no, all of the girls really, like everyone was super fun, like real chill group, but everyone was up for a laugh and it just made the week go so quickly. Um, but such, such fond memories of the whole thing. Brilliant. And what part of the week were you given given the armband? Presumably you, you weren't told you you're coming in here to, to captain the side when, <laughs> when did that happen how did that happen um so just before our squad got announced on the Thursday morning I was down in din- in breakfast in dinner in breakfast and um Yappy just went oh have you got a second I was like yeah, yeah of course like so pulled me aside and she just said oh how would you feel we'd love you to captain and I genuinely just welled up I was like the quality of the girls that were there like you've got Rocky you've got Laura Russell who's 50 cap has captained you've got obviously Junior um who captained Ireland most recently Katie Daly McLean like the quality of the leaders in that group and just the girls that they are as well um I was like super shocked super shocked but obviously like like just amazing feeling to to think that somebody puts that much value on you um and yeah, it was really special. She just said the way that I brought the group together um, was 
something that they like looked at and they thought that I'd done well at that and everyone kind of was bought into it so would I like to and I was like of course I'd absolutely love to so yeah Oh, I love that. No, no, you're right. Thanks, Happy. I'll, I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to conversation that's going to happen, is it? Were you daunted looking around the change room? As you say, with, with some, some unbelievable characters and, and people with letters off their names and, uh, and all the rest of it and coaches and high performance, this, that, and the others now. Um, were you slightly daunted when, once, once you got into that, that final throws into the change room? A hundred percent. I think daunted the first training session after it was announced more than, as the week went on, because I think I just like, like naturally just doubted myself, like whether that was the right call in the group that we were in, that sort of thing. But as soon as I was back on the pitch, like my, the way that I go about my business doesn't change, like no matter what team I'm with or what I do or anything like that. So it kind of, like, I'm always quite chatty. I always will say something if I feel like it needs to be said, that sort of thing. So I think as soon as I'd settled into what I do, it was fine. But yeah, like get into the ground that day and like just like it going round in my head, like whether that was the right call or whatever. Um, it definitely got a little bit overwhelming. Uh, but yeah, towards the end of the week, like completely had settled into it, just did it the way that I know how to do it and stayed unique to myself. And hopefully I did all right. Like the girls have been quite nice about it. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you came off there with a fabulous win. Let's fast forward to Saturday morning, if we, if we can. You're, you're staying where? How do you get the call? Um, was it a mad rush? People in the shower, steel bags being packed. Take us through that. Yeah, no, li- literally everything you've just said. So um, we went out for our walk and stretch. So we all came down to breakfast. It was quite a chilled morning because um, we didn't really have anything on. So our timings were walking stretch at 10. I think we had lunch booked in at 12 and then maybe even later. And then we were due to have team meetings at two o'clock. So naturally, like I always used to be so like anxious and stressed and packed the night before the game and have everything in line and all of that sort of stuff. But because it's a late kickoff, I'm more chilled as I've got older. Hadn't packed anything, was just kind of, oh, we've got time today. So we'll have my like pre-match shower, make myself all fresh, like that sort of stuff, which is all in my routine of like when I go and play. Um, And we went and did our walk and stretch. Then I took a ball and I was like, oh, we'll just run a few shapes before we go back in. And our SNC, Celine, she was like, no, like we need to go. We need to go now. There's a meeting at half 10. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like we'll just do one more like... (laughs) like and all of us wanted to go and get coffee as well like we always went to the coffee shop after the walk and stretch so the girls were like Mo like can we go get coffee can you ask like and I was like no I think we have to have the meeting at half 10 and they were like well can you ask if we can push it back so I was like having these conversations and then in the back of my head I was like COVID I was like surely someone in South Africa hasn't got COVID like surely we're not going to have this game called off like like starting to think about what this could be so I said to the uh, to Celine, I was like, "Are we? Um, is our game off?" And she was like, "No, no, but we have to go back for the meeting." And I was like, "Right, okay." So I was like, "Girls, like we've all got to go back." So went to this meeting, and Stockers just stood at the front and was like, "So it's not a panic, or maybe I think it was Yaffe actually." It was like, "No panic, but um, the boys' game might be off, and we might be playing at two thirty. So then everyone's like, "What?" And, but straight away we were just like main event main event main event because the way Yappy sold it to us was that we were going to be main event at Twickenham uh, which for us is just unbelievable to think about so instead of it being a stress and everything was like what are we doing it was just so much excitement around around the place so then it was like a quick disperse 
everyone went some of the girls went to coffee so like Katie bless her she went and got my coffee because I hadn't packed or anything I went upstairs to pack um like and then yeah everyone was just sort of trying to work themselves out we were back in for food at 11 so we just got told half 10 probably got out of the room at 20 to 11 our pre-match meal was then at 11 and at this point we didn't know whether the game was early or not so everyone was just preparing as if it was early because then it's easier if it's later to just like calm down a little bit and then go go again later on um so yeah like pre-match food came into the room at quarter to 12 started to do our pre-match prep so had our backs meeting and then after the backs meeting they were like right we're not going to do the team meeting yet because we still don't know whether we're going or not and then we literally found out about quarter past 12 that the game was going to be early so 2 30 kickoff um and stockers was like anyone who's got an uber account order an uber so then we're like ordering ubers trying to get our pre-match team chat done um and it was brilliant like honestly i can't explain to you we went out of the ch- out of the hotel and there were all of these ubers starting to come through stockers was there with her clipboard there was like numbers one to four one to three you're in the first taxi three six and it just was not that way at all like she tried to have it so planned and people were just flying into taxis this is my uber this is your uber it was mental and then the best thing about the whole tour honestly is um everyone was sending their live whatsapp locations in and Rona screenshotted it and sent it to the group and was like Baba's on tour and literally they were just like all of these pictures around London trying to get stuck in them it was just brilliant um and then the change rooms was epic as well because every time a new car load came everyone just went mental so we'd cheer them into the change room be like yeah like another lot here um but no it was it was awesome it was such a good experience how brilliant! Oh, that's uh, so barbarians, isn't it? So barbarians. I, I'm, I'm, I'm conscious uh, of your time. You're, you're, you're a busy lady. I just wanted to ask you a couple more questions, if I may. Obviously, it turned out to, to, to be Katie Denardine and me. Her last, um, her last game. Um, just give us a couple of sentences on on Katie's impact on the game in England. Oh, just brilliant. I think. Um go back to 2014 that world cup win and she stood up in um it was at spotty sports personality awards and did that speech that i think a lot of people remember and will remember for a long time about women's sport where we are the fact that people need to do more and then again 2017 said we don't want to be saying the same thing and i think that was almost like the snowball effect like her she was such a pioneer for getting the game on the map for getting the game out there for asking for more from everyone and like personally to play with her for so many years and to be her nine, the nine to her 10 was just brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Um, taught me a lot of stuff about the game. She was my housemate at times as well. And yeah, just it, for me, it was just the cherry on top of the cake to be able to run out with her for her last game, to play that combo, to play the way we did um, for her to come away with player, but also to be at Twickenham with nearly 30,000 people. It just was so so special and you can't write moments like that so yeah it was brilliant oh, did he so uh, and Kira Griffin great fun to play with her yeah the same like she was just a brilliant character like you can see why all of the Irish girls would run through walls for her um she was fantastic like just such a leader so natural in what she did what she said everything about her just so calm and collected and similarly like Lindsay Pete um like another brilliant character brilliant asset for the game and what she does for 
um, the world as well, like in terms of uh, the awareness around pride and all that sort of stuff. And her work with that, I think, is is so remarkable. So for all of them to go out in that way and to go out scoring a try at Twickenham and like with that group of people was just, it was brilliant. And for me, that's the highlight of the whole week is to give players like that the send off that they really did deserve. Yeah, hundred percent, and and in front of one point one five million mo. Mental, honestly, nah, I can't, okay. yeah. I, I, and yeah, you know, lots of people saying, "Oh, well, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not good." Six or points or five, whatever. But but actually, the the quality of rugby for for a team, you know, in a professional way, but thrown together, uh, was, was exceptional. It must have been a, so much fun to play in. Yeah, it, it really was, and there was just no pressure like the whole week, and I think. That's what rugby's about. That's what Barbarians rugby's about. And we said that we wanted to uphold the values of throwing the ball around and playing. And for me, like the most special thing about it was how many people were smiling the whole way through. Like I had a couple of howlers. I literally like I've never knocked on a ball the way that I knocked on a ball in that game. But still, like the crowd was just epic and you just can't help but smile because you look around and the girls are just loving it. And yeah, it was just it, the whole thing was so special. You'll, you'll have time. When you when you do finally hang up your boots and and hopefully that's not for some time yet, where, where's that going to rank? Oh, right now it's it's up there. It's up there with career highlight, like winning the World Cup. Um, to run out first at Twickenham in front of that, and not only that, like for me, the bit that is the probably the most special is when I got subbed. Like the crowd genuinely like gave me like a huge cheer, and I, I was like crying running off the pitch. And then the way that the girls like greeted me on the bench, that sort of stuff is just like such special moments and memories that I'll cherish for a lifetime. So yeah, it's, um, it's definitely up there. Well, special moments for, for a special player and, and a special person. You, you deserve, deserve it all. Thank you so much for, for coming, joining and, and sharing, sharing this story. Where's your sheep now? Do you know what? I lost him on the last night. What? <laughs> Don't tell right. the girl. I'm straight on to Fiona Stockton now. <laughs> yeah, I lost him on the last night. I think I haven't seen him since. He's MIA somewhere. Oh, brilliant. Mo, thank you so, so much. Really, really great to, to have you on. Thanks so much for your time. Pleasure. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you on, uh, on a park somewhere soon. Definitely. Take care. Speak soon. I'm Shani Williams, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Still to come on the Women's Rugby Pod, we hear from Team GB, from the captain, Abby Brown, and Jazz Joyce as well. Those two have been through so much together over the last couple of years. A really, really close relationship that certainly comes across in chatting to them both. We even suggest a try celebration at the weekend uh, in dedication to the WRP. That's coming up later on. But first, all the international news from South Africa. Here's Nadi Butelezi with Nadi's News. Well, thank you, Johnny. I am, of course, Nandi Butelezi from South Africa. I hope you're enjoying the sunshine in Dubai, Johnny, because that's where we start this week. And Emily Bidwell is the new head coach of the USA Women's Seven side. And Richie Pugh, a Rugby World Cup Sevens winner, has been appointed head coach of the WRU Sevens, where he will lead both the men's and women's programs. His first tournaments in charge will be end of January in a new destination on the circuit, Spain, Seville and Malaga, to be precise. 
In Australia, the Melbourne Rebels have announced they will be paying their players in the upcoming 2022 season in a move to further incorporate the Super W team into the Rebels franchise. Payment forms one of a range on initiatives strengthening the women's side, including having full access to the club's revamped AA. MI Park High Performance Facilities double-headed clashes across the 2022 Super Rugby Pacific season. And it will also see the team come under the leadership of GM of Rugby, Nick Styles. This is a first in Super W League. World Rugby has announced that it will increase the pace of women's rugby development through the second phase of its 2017-2025 strategic plan. The plan reflects the Federation's commitment to increasing competitiveness, player, fan and commercial interests in the women's game. And the full details are on the worldrugby.org website, so do check that out. The Premier 15s in England have announced that one game a weekend will be streamed on BBC for the remainder of the season. These games will be broadcast on the BBC Sport app, website and BBC iPlayer, with BT showing Big Game 13 between Harlequins and Wasps on the 27th of December 2021. In Round 7, Saracens will take on Bristol and this game will also be streamed. Great news in terms of increasing the availability of the game. However, the broadcast themselves will not change. The Premier 15s resumed this weekend with round 6 kicking off on Saturday and DMP Sharks vs Worcester Warriors was postponed due to bad weather and concerns for player safety. The match will be rearranged. Meanwhile, Exeter Chiefs bagged a victory against Loughborough Lightning, winning that clash 14-7 with tries from Kate Zachary and Ebony Jeffries. See Exeter sit fourth on the table. Saracens produced a last-minute penalty comeback to win 24-21 against Lister Harpery, whilst Harlequins beat Sale Sharks 36-10, a game which saw the return of our very own Rachel Buff. It was Buff's first game since injuring her knee in the Premier 15's final back in May. Awesome to see her back. On Sunday, Bristol won against Wasps, winning that clash 36-17, while Shatsbury Park saw a landmark game take place, the first to be streamed on the BBC, and the win sees the Bears move to the top of the table on 30 points. Some more news from Sandy Park. Susie Appleby side has signed Irish international Nicola Friday, and last week Steve Salvin has joined the club as forwards coach after Exeter stalwart Tommy Hayes had to return to Ireland for family reasons. Salvin's back catalogue includes Rotherham, Leeds and Worcester Academies. This weekend in the Premier 15s in Round 7, Gloucester Harpery will take on Loughborough Lightning, while the Harlequins will take on DMP Sharks, Saracens will host Bristol Bears, Wasps will host Sale Sharks and Worcester Warriors will face Exeter Chiefs. Staying in England in the Championship, Storm Owen caused the postponement of all of Round 8 matches in the Northern Championship. No news yet as to when Round 8 will be rearranged. There is no Championship rugby this weekend, with Round 9 resuming on the 11th of December, with Barnsley taking on Cheltenham, Furwood Waterloo taking on Kenilworth, Harrogate will host Litchfield, and Sefton will host Novocastrians. West Park Leeds will also host Loughborough Town. In the Southern Champ, Only Supermarine versus Henley was postponed due to Storm Owen, with other matches going ahead. Buckingham Swans lost at home against Reading Abbey, losing that clash 32-15, while Hove also lost at home against Bath, losing that clash 31-3. Old Albanians bag a victory, however, against Richmond, winning that clash 46-14, while Tharok also bag a victory against Blackheath, 
winning that game 40-32. Tharuk remained top of the table with 8 wins from 8 on 38 points, with Bath chasing in second on 34 points. Like the North, no championship rugby in the South this weekend, but in a fortnight, Blackheath will take on Pakenham Swans, Old Albanians will host Henley, Supermarine will face Hove, Reading Abbey will go against Richmond FC, and Bath will take on Tharuk in a top-of-the-table clash. Over in Scotland, the 10th and final round of the Tennis Premiership was meant to take place this weekend, but all matches were suspended due to bad weather. They've been rescheduled for this weekend and are, and are as follows. rather. Carthur Queen's Park will take on Harriet's Blues, Watsonians will take on Stirling County, and Costafine will host Hillhead Jordan Hill.
Rachel Taylor, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Nadi, thank you so much. Loads and loads of news, of course, around the world. As it is every week at the moment, Women's Rugby just gathering more and more pace as the days go on. It's brilliant, brilliant to see. Let's hear from Team GB now out here in Dubai. Here's Jazz Joyce and Abby Brown. A very sunny 28 plus degrees welcome to Abby Brown and Jazz Joyce, GB7 stars. Ladies, how are you? How's Dubai treating you? Yeah, very well. We've um, been training hard. Obviously, we've been out here for probably like two and a bit weeks now. So I think we're all kind of coming to the to the tail end of it. But no, we're all kind of ready for this weekend and ready to have fans back in the stadium, I think. It's a nice little taster last weekend, obviously not having fans. But yeah, this week's going to be another step up. So I think everyone's really excited for that. Living the dream yeah. in Dubai. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, in the odd two or three minutes that you've had some downtime, um, oh. What have you? Uh, what, what have you been up to? What has What has Dubai been serving up for you all? Well, yesterday we had um, a day off. So we went to the beach, got some lunch. Um, I think a lot of us are bored of eating the same stuff in the hotel. I think we're eating a lot of pasta, a lot of omelets. So it was yeah, nice to get out, um, have something different. We had yeah, loads of different stuff. We had avocado, which hasn't been here um, <laughs> in the hotel. So I think we were all yeah excited to eat different stuff. Uh, just chilled on the beach. Went in the pool um, in the sea. Sorry, not pool. Um, and play some spike ball. Nice, yeah. It's um, it, it's it's hell of a place, isn't it? And um, while while various storms and what have you going on at uh, at home, um, it, it's nice to be in the sunshine, isn't it? And uh, popping the old budgie smugglers on. Did you were you there? Were you at the stadium? Oh no, you said you had a day off yesterday. They, they had a storm at the stadium yesterday. Did you get some some damage yeah, under the roof? Yeah, I just missed it, or like it was the day before or something, because we were there when it was a bit stormy and we were like, oh, it does look a bit grey in the sky. And then literally yeah, that evening, we must have missed it. And that evening it was on social media. So, yeah, I don't know where it was coming from. No, but we, we didn't, didn't see yeah. it, did we? We didn't even see it outside either. We no. must have literally been stuck in our rooms because I didn't even realise it right No. So, first, uh, first rain in 18 months, I understand. So, uh, wow. yeah, quite quite the life here. Let's go back to, to, to last weekend. Um, as you say, no fans. It, yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, I, I suspect really, really nice to to be back playing some sevens. Um, but as you say, sort of behind closed doors, is sort of a a precursor for for this weekend. But but nice to be back out there as a, as a GB squad. Yeah, it was, and and like to be on the World Series again. I think it was Abby Stytis from the USA who said to me like, "We haven't been here in two years on the World Series," and hadn't really thought of it like that because obviously with COVID and everything that happened and. Also, as GB, we came together in March. We still did a few tournaments, but you forget that actually it wasn't World Series. So, yeah, to have everyone kind of all the teams back together is actually quite nice, um, especially for likes of like Jazz and Tomo and people like that and showing and stuff. It's nice that they get to experience the World Series. And I'm just glad we're allowed fans back for them to get the real experience. So, yeah, no, it was good, wasn't it? It was um, a bit of a shame. Obviously, we lost one game and <laughs> came fifth, but um, that's, the, that's sevens for you. So, yeah, I'm personally really proud of how the girls did out there. We actually put in some really good performances. So, yeah, super exciting taking it into another week where we can just go and showcase what we're about again. Yeah, Fiji again, hey? Fijiana, um, yet again, there's a bit of a thorn in the side of Jazz. And then uh, managed to come back against Brazil. Yeah. Quite some finish. 
Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think I heard the guys were watching us actually play Brazil, and I heard them shouting, "Give the ball to Grace!" <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, um, obviously tough. Like Brazil have come from nowhere. Like we were potentially underestimating them um, in the beginning of the tournament, and um, thinking them as an as an easy game. But I think they've definitely been working hard behind closed doors, um, and they've come back with a bang. And um, yeah, to well, they pretend well, they'd won the game pretty much, and then obviously they took the kick which meant that we got another play. Um, and we do these drills in training, one shot um, to, to win a game. And yeah, we definitely executed that, um, just like the training field. I mean, just going off script and, uh, and away from sort of GB and YouTube, anyway, but Brazil are a brilliant example, aren't they, um, of exactly what Sevens is trying to do in, in trying to, to, to grow the game globally. It's not a nation that's obviously known for its 15s, but actually Sevens and are putting a, you know, a squad that's, that's smaller together is far more sort of financially viable and what have you. And they're a brilliant example of that. And they're getting better and better each tournament. Yeah, I think like back when I first started, there was always kind of one pool game that you're like, yeah, this is going to be an all right game. But now that this isn't that, like every game is a hard battle. And I think that's exactly how it should be because that's going to make everyone better in the long run anyway. So yeah, like credit to Brazil, to be fair to them. Like they've gone away, they've worked really hard and you know, um, come back and fitter, stronger, better, like skillfully and stuff like that. So, yeah, huge credit to them. But, um, it, yeah, it just tests everyone. And I think it makes the, the world of sevens a better place to, to be competitive. I think they're a good example of what a professional, like making this side professional and playing against the best teams in the world. I think us as Wales, we, I think four years ago, actually beat Brazil. Um, and then I think the year after that, they got on the World Series um, and for us as a nation, Wales probably coming up against Brazil now probably wouldn't even get a look in. So it just um, reflects how important it is to to go professional and for the teams that potentially aren't that good then to get opportunities to play against world class teams, best teams in the world, and look how far Brazil have come as a nation as well. So I think yeah, it just shows how how important that is. Yeah, absolutely. So so this weekend, um, uh, France. Uh, Fiji, Fijiana again on Friday, tomorrow, and then Ireland, USA. What do you got in store for Fijiana? Is uh, one last chance as a GB hit out to reach some revenge? <laughs> I think that's kind of it, isn't it? But I, I think also it's kind of sticking to what our processes are, and we learned a lot from that Fiji game. Um, we're definitely a different side from, if you look from Tokyo to, to now, we're like there's only six of us, I think, that were in Tokyo. So actually, it is a very different side. And we've got a lot of new caps coming in and really showing their stuff on the World Series, which is awesome. And we want them to express themselves. And I think it's we've worked really hard behind closed doors on our culture and how we help people that coming into it learn about servants, but learn quickly. Um, and also like to just enjoy it as well, because at the end of the day, it's, we get one last hit out as GB for we don't know how long for. So just enjoy yourself because actually everyone plays better when you enjoy it anyway. So yeah, I think obviously like there's a bit of revenge in there, but actually we just need to be a bit better with it. Um, you know, they stung us a lot on quick, ta- quick taps and then they went. So how do we be better? How do we be smarter? And we've done a bit of that this week. So yeah, hopefully we can go and show, um, showcase that. You're very good at this, uh, the media stuff, uh, Abby, because you're preempted my sort of next question. Um, <laughs> experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're very, very good at it, both of you. Um, but yeah, as you say, last hit out uh, as GB till who knows when you get the band back together. Um, I mean, YouTube 
get on incredibly well. There's some behind the scenes right. shots of uh, <laughs> the green green screen stuff, and you two are quite the little double act, aren't you? Um, is it? Is it? I mean, it, there must be a tinge of sadness to to sort of be, be departing come uh, come the end of uh, Saturday night. Yeah, to be fair, they're going to miss me loads. I can feel it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to miss me the most. I can feel it. But now, on a serious note, like obviously, like me and Abs were the only ones to go um, to Tokyo and Rio um, in this squad at the moment. So, like, we've known each other very well for the last well four or five years, and come under pressure situations, but also probably lived both of our like best rugby moments going to double Olympic games together. So, I think you, yeah, you're going to be close to the person you get to experience that. Um, that with but they're definitely gonna miss me i am the fun and party of gb she thinks we just we just bully her really (laughs) (laughs) there is a there is a rumor floating around that uh, gb only getting getting uh, half the or england only getting half the points um when you're going to uh, individual countries, because you haven't got Jazz Joyce anymore, um, yeah. so you're worth 50 percent of the points. Uh, Jazz, Sorry. that's the rumor Sorry. flying around. I am fifty percent of their team. <laughs> we, we, the rest of us aren't so sure, but uh, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, we're going to miss Jazz obviously. Like the personally as well, she's obviously one of my closest mates. So having her around in camp, just not just on the pitch. Yes, yeah, she, she's a phenomenal athlete, but actually off pitch more so. I think because. Like you have fun with people, and I think when you're when you're good friends with somebody, you enjoy people's company. The the rugby kind of speaks for itself. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll definitely miss having jazz around. Miss yeah, I mean the the, the bond is, is is very clear between you two on and off the field. I, I mean, it has has been an unbelievable journey. I mean, for the world, but but also for you guys and not knowing quite where we're going. Mission Impossible, um, Mission Possible, I should say. Um, Etc. Etc. Is there a bit more certainty now moving into January when when the country GB divides in, into into the separate separate countries and and actually a little bit more solidity in in, in where where sevens are, go, are going as your individual countries? Yeah, I think like as for England, obviously we're going to go back. Got some contracts there. I think the Welsh girls got some contracts with them, and obviously focus more towards World Cup stuff. Um, but obviously we've got a home Commonwealth Games come July and then a World Cup in South Africa. So it's a busy season for sevens and for 15s. So I think it's um, it's going to be an interesting one. But yeah, we kind of, we've got something going on for the next year or so. And then I guess we kind of relook at it again. And does it go back to GB? I don't know. Should it? Maybe. Um, you know, so there's all these kind of questions that they're still yet to answer. And I think it's not the end of GB as this squad. I think it's just a bit of a pause or a bit of a gap while people go off and do other things and explore other ventures and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, um, next year's looking looking promising, yes, for sure. But then after that um, and into Paris, because it's now only three years away, um, what is that going to look like? I don't think anyone really knows at the moment, but hopefully we'll be back onto GB on the series sometime soon. Yeah, like on the back of that as well, like obviously the English girls and Scottish girls, we're all, all going to have different paths come January. Um, my focus is going to be obviously then go into 15s in January. We don't really have much sevens. We'll have rugby Europe, rugby Europe, but not sure what we'll gain from going that in a sense. I'm not sure if we've got anything to qualify for or anything like that at the moment. But um, obviously, yeah, my next kind of um, ambition goal within rugby would be to go to another um, World Cup um, in New Zealand. So, yeah, like sad to say goodbye to sevens kind of thing for for the next year. Um, but looking forward to to my next journey, and then hopefully um, 
potentially the next World Series then can can be Team GB. Um, definitely from my perspective, anyway. Well, you're fifty percent of the uh, the fifteens team as well, yeah, aren't you, Chad? Exactly. So you know. I'm not a learner, I've fifty percent. What's got to do is catch the bucks, catch no, the ball. No, no. <laughs> well, and, 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 just sort of beginning to to to, to round it up because um, yeah, no doubt you'd much prefer to be sat by the pool than than, than speaking to me to me on here. Um, just one last question: if um, if you if you score and uh, you know GBA are pausing for the moment, are we, are we going to have a, a special celebration, a special sort of TikTok like celebration between you two? Come on, this weekend. We score. We could do. We haven't thought about it, but you've now put it in her head, and she's going to think about it all afternoon. Yeah. So <laughs> there will be. There one. you are. Well, you went yeah. Out. Right. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If she, well, when she scores, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do it. If I'm near, if she's around the length of the pitch, I'm still on the halfway, I'm not getting there. <laughs> <laughs> go, Jazz. No, no, honestly, go. I'll be, I'll be there in a set. No, I'll be there. <laughs> and perhaps a little W for the WRP. How about that? And that's I've inspired yeah. you to do it. Definitely. Oh, ladies, that'd be amazing. I'll try my best. <laughs> Um, well, look, I, I think I speak from sort of most of the, the, the rugby public and the, the sevens public. You two have been um, absolutely standout ambassadors for, for, for Team GB um, on and off the field. And, um, yeah, I wish you very, very best of luck with whatever is around the corner and massively look forward to, to seeing you perform at the levels that you do over the weekend. And thank you so much for, for coming on this afternoon. Awesome. Thanks, thanks, thanks very much. so much. Thanks, Johnny. Such close friends on and off the field. It'll be great to see them doing their thing over the weekend in Dubai. Let's see if uh, that try celebration comes to fruition. Watch out for it. WorldRugby.org, all the streaming of uh, all the games on there. So do catch that over the weekend. Just a few shout outs to finish up with then here on the WRP Huge congratulations to Red Roses prop Hannah Bottoman, winning her 50th cap for Saracens at the weekend. Over to Uganda, and the Black Pearls RFC became the Ugandan Sevens champions. Congratulations to them. England are close to hosting the 2025 Rugby World Cup, as close as you, you can get at this stage, after being stated the preferred candidate by World Rugby should it come to fruition. The tournament will mark the country's first time hosting the event since 2010. Leicester Tigers women and girls rugby programme took another step forward, welcoming rugby players to a trial session at the club's oval training ground with more than 250 entrants. Well done to them. Huge, huge thank you to Nandi Butelezi for your continued energy. Big thanks to Mo Hunt. What a proud lady in the black and white of the Barbarians last weekend. Big thank you also to Abby Brown and to Jazz Joyce. Looking forward to seeing them on the park out here in the desert over the weekend. Big thank you to the team as ever to Sean, to Tom and to Bluebell. Thank you to you for listening. Do give us a, a rating and some feedback if you fancy. It does help other people find the show. And with the way that Women's Rugby is going at the moment, the more people keep informed and hear these wonderful stories which we try and tell each week would be brilliant. But that's it for another week. We will be back as we always are week in, week out here on the WRP. Until then, stay safe.